Welcome back to Self Revelations. It's your boy B Dab. And I'm Juan Moreno. Juan Avelli, how's your week, brother? How you been? Nah, I think it's been going good, man. Just uh learning some like new different stuff at work though. Like uh been working with like two mechanic engineers. They've came from uh Boston, Massachusetts. Um I forget the brand of the robots, but basically they're like implementing at work um to have the robots transfer like do some of the manual labor work that we would have like associates do that would kind of remove them from productivity like we could utilize them like better and delegating like other like work tasks that robots can't do like people don't realize too like with the robots they're stupid like even computers they're dumb like you have to like program it and tell it what to do and we we are like such a far we're so far away of AI be able to have the consciousness of a, a human mind. Like we're not even nowhere near. It's like you see people see Tesla and people see like robots and AI do like a lot of different things that people think like, oh, they're gonna take our jobs. Well, if your job is like labor, like pattern, like recognition, then yeah, it's gonna take your job. But if it has to, anything to do with you picking, like it, like with the associates that we have, they. You know, they grab a palette, they scan it, they observe and see if that's the product and then drop it to a staging lane, print out the paperwork. You have to also be careful when driving uh, around people like a lot of your human mind is being connected while you're doing that job. And with the robots, they only do pattern recognition. So they, they go from point A to point B to point C. Anything that gets in that point A and point B in the middle will stop it. And then the human has to come and redirect it again. So. People are so worried about like the robots taking their job that we're nowhere near that. So we've been like implementing that the last couple months. But now we're going through like the phase one of like me and uh, my supervisor, Shirley. We are like we are tasked like the responsibility of the robots to make sure like everything's going good and everything's running smoothly and adjusting when needed. So we're going through that phase at work. And then at the same time, you know, I'm still you know, trying to learn more about my way of communicating and make sure my point is getting across as logical as possible while removing the emotional part. Cause, I mean, regardless, we're human, so emotions are always going to get in the way sometimes. So I've been trying to learn how to separate that and separate my energy from other people and not taking their energy and then absorbing it and then responding to them and their energy. I need to make sure I'm intact, being stoic with myself mm -hmm. and not allowing somebody's emotions to get the best of me. And then I respond to them the way they respond, like their energy. So kind of like learning how to manage myself and my energy and being like, you know, straight up forward and my chest up, head up and and not letting their emotions get to me. So that's kind of what I've been kind of going through these last, you know, this last week. And for people who don't know who stoic is, um, can you give us a quick little definition and then how important is it to be stoic in a workplace or in, you know, just your everyday life in general when it comes to like not letting other people's energies rub off of yours? Yeah. So my definition of like stoicism is like more of, you know, being grounded, like understanding who you are, understanding people's emotions, understand how they are and then having a higher purpose of self. So like knowing yourself. Like, and I, I kind of hold myself to that. Like, I know myself more than anybody. And I know when, you know, 
I get out of character. Not like I'm putting like character as in front, but like more of like who I want to be and who I am, and letting people's emotions maybe, you know, rub off rub off on me and not being able to like dictate and be aware of that. So, I think um, people like Aristotle, Marcus Aurelius, um, even philosophers like Alan Watts, like people that I kind of look at, uh, even um. I forget how you pronounce his name, but he has the quote of um, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to that. That matters. Like, I think it's Epicetus. I could be saying his name completely wrong. I have a hard time pronouncing that. Oedipus. I said again. Oedipus. Something like that. Okay. It's close, but like those type of um, like, you know, back in the day, you know, like Stoics, like Mm. I been kind of tapping into that. I think this is like on YouTube. It's called Daily Stoic. Mm. There's this guy, Ryan Holiday, I believe is his name. He wrote some books on it and has, like, YouTube channels that it's, like, basically wisdom and, like, how back in the day how people held themselves to a standard by, you know, like, philosophies and stuff like that. So that's what I've been, like, studying lately. Like, the last this last week for sure is, like, try to, you know, I think everybody, you need, like, affirmations. You need something to, like, keep you grounded or to remind you of, like, how you might feel emotionally in that moment or if you're like lost and you're losing track you need like these certain phrases to bring you back or like a vision board or on your phone you have a wallpaper or a quote or you wake up to an alarm that has these certain like words that kind of set the mood set the tone like it sets the tone how to like if you wake up all like you know lost and confused like your alarm woke you up and you felt like you were late so you're like the anxiety like is triggering in the, in the morning and i think you need like certain phrases and things to bring you back to like okay today's gonna be a great day i thank god i'm alive i woke up today like you need those type of things to like bring you back to to be at a ground level yeah facts mm-hmm. i <clears throat> And I usually, I, I had this app. I have this app now. And I, I know you've seen how I have my phone set up. I have this app now to where it's like, it gives me my motivational quote on discipline every single day. So mm-hmm. there's like two slides and it's like something that I can always look. Like first thing when I look and open my phone, I don't even have my social media on the screen. Mm-hmm. I have it like as a, as like, you have to actually like search it up, like Instagram and stuff like that. You have to like search it up and go to it. But having those, having that app on there and being able to, 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 take in that that motivational uh things in the morning it's kind of been like the difference and then like instead of scrolling going on uh, watching podcasts or going on youtube and you know even watching our shit going back and watching some of the stuff that 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 we've said or um how we've grown in our podcast you know it it really is the difference in and how your morning's gonna go yeah, you know what? You know, damn. It's, it's funny how like we just talk about some things like right now, mm. and then like it's like uh, things just open. Like I, I was subconsciously, I've been working on within myself of like starting off the day with something to like. I'll watch like a Gary Vee, like you know, motivational episode or uh, a keynote of him talking in like public speaking, or I'll The Rock or or like other people that Jay Shetty or other people that have or Sai Guru, like people that have like a different philosophy that I align with, like being thankful for the day and, you know, starting off your morning, right? Like a daily affirmation in the morning. I've been doing that the last actually few days, last four days. 
And it's been like setting the tone for me in the morning that has me thankful. Like waking up to like an alarm that says, be thankful. You woke up like at 2.30 in the morning. Like the fact that I see that is like, it just sets everything. Like, you know what? Instead of me, I think we do a lot of things like repetitive. Like, you know, let's say you're a nine to five person. You wake up at six in the morning. You wake up, you know, waking up on the side of the bed, like, fuck, I got to go to work today. I'd rather sleep in. You try to snooze until almost the time where you only have a small window to get to work and your coffee or your tea or your meal. Like, it's just so repetitive. You do it every day and you kind of aren't thankful of, like, the fact that you even woke up, the fact that you get to drink coffee, the, the fact that you're in your own home, you have your own bed, nice sheets, little nice little pillow, like, in temperature cool. Like, you you take all that shit for granted, like, because you're doing it every day. And I think the way you start off your morning is, like, you win the day. So, like if you make your bed in the morning, you kind of win that battle, especially when you didn't want to do it and you don't want to and you do it. That's the first thing you do in the morning. You kind of set the tone, like, I just won the first half. So now exactly. you do the rest of the, um, you play the rest of the game now until the end of the day. So I started doing that lately and it's been working out great. I've been feeling so good. Like, like, you know, I feel how I want to feel instead of waking up groggy. Mm-hmm. And so doing those things and like setting the tone early, reading a few like motivational things, um, keeps me at, at, at a good pace for the rest of the day now. Yeah, for sure. Setting in that, that discipline for that that morning, you know, because mm. it's not easy waking up and doing what you do or waking up, watching podcasts, making your bed, even making your bed. Something as simple as that. You know, some people could just roll out the bed, go straight to work, brush their teeth, go straight to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, how are you going? Like, how is this going to be like your discipline and waking up? OK, I'm going to knock out my push ups. I'm going to knock out my pull ups. I'm going to work out before everybody's up. Then I'm going to shower. Then I'm going to read this book, read my daily text, maybe read my Bible. And then I'm going to get ready. And before when everyone's getting up to get ready to go to work, I've already knocked out five of the things before I even leave. You know what I mean? So you're ahead of the game. And I think that plays a big, a big part in what you want to do. I know that helps me out a lot, like getting into a routine of doing something in that nature, whether if it's, you know, you know, your nutrition, working on your your physical working on your mental anything working on anything and getting better little by little and being consistent with it it's just helped me so much and i feel like i've grown the most from doing that you dig what i'm saying yeah like the routine aspect yeah hell yeah i'm trying to see that too that's why i like man i showed you my alarms yeah 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 15 fucking alarms like Wake up at this time, get the day started, rise and shine, drink your water. Every mm-hmm. every time, too, I wake up, I do at least 10 pull-ups when I'm dead-ass tired. You know, mm-hmm. As soon as I wake up, I get up on the bed, I just go straight to the pull-up bar, and I do 10. <laughs> I'm fucking, I, I try to do it as slow as possible because mm-hmm. I feel like I try to work work every single muscle. To, mm-hmm. And it wakes me up, like, naturally. Yeah. As soon as I do, like, 10 pull-ups, like, I, as soon as I get done, I brush my teeth, I'm like, ah. Like, I feel better than if I didn't do it, yeah. so... I think the importance of having a routine in the morning or in the day or, like, having things, like, what you want to do, set it up as an alarm on your phone, Mm -hmm. I think subconsciously you start to follow it, like, little by little. Like, you know, you have an alarm. I have an alarm for, like, a fruit smoothie, like, around, like, six or seven. So, like, when that alarm goes off, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to make the smoothie now or else, you know, I'm going to fall behind and I'm going to sleep later. I need to get a good sleep, so I need to make sure I do this right now. And I have, like... 
I try to work on my time management. I think people like lack that. So like people lack time management, discipline behind the time management. So if you set alarms and you set the intentions of doing it tomorrow, you have a higher chance of doing it instead of just winging it and like, oh, tomorrow around six, I'll do this. And around three, I do this. Like the lack of structure kind of is a reflection of, of who you are at this moment. So if you start like setting in the steps right now, little by little, you following it, following it, you messing up sometimes, you're not doing it, but you still have those alarms. Like it'll set you up for later on to the point where now it becomes a routine. Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. Mm -hmm. And when did you start setting in this, this morning routine, morning discipline, to where you started doing all these things like the alarms and everything did this happen years ago or is this something like newer that you have tried to experiment with i think i always had like a tremendous like willpower when it comes to waking up in the morning mm -hmm. i know if like i can easily snooze and fall asleep and i wake up late and then i feel rushed and like i feel like anxious now because i'm like hopefully i make it to work on time and you could get in a car accident or what really helped me to start doing this was um, the moment when I stopped, stopped drinking caffeine. So, like, I had went on, like, I've been drinking caffeine a little bit, like, the last two weeks now. But before that, I didn't drink caffeine for months. So, once I, like, went through the withdrawals of a caffeine, like coffee, I didn't realize, like, coffee is a strong drug. Like, people don't realize how strong it is when you stop drinking it. Like, you damn near go through withdrawals, like, headaches and stuff like that. And... I was like, holy shit, I didn't know this was, like, a real itching. thing. Itching. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was a real thing. So I realized, like, I was falling asleep on the wheel every single morning for, like, a month. Like, because I didn't have no more caffeine. I was just running off water and willpower. Like, mm -hmm. so I'll be driving, and I'll put the, the AC full blast into my face, and I'll still not off. So I was like, shit, I got to do something. Like, so that's when I started, like, waking up an hour earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, going to the couch, drinking like at least a tea that has no caffeine in there, drink a lot of water, go to the bathroom, and I would feel better. But it still wasn't enough. Like I was still 20 minutes within a 30-minute drive. I'll start to really not off. Like I'm talking about fall asleep damn near. So I'll have to like keep, put the AC in my face. I would pinch myself on my thighs, bro. I showed, I showed my lady like she could see like the bruises all over inside my thighs just to keep me from falling asleep. Cause obviously the worst thing I want is to crash. Yeah. So I'm willing to hurt myself to the point where I'm like, damn, like and wake myself up like that. So I think, um, what really helped me do it was, um, creating a better structure so I could fully prime myself to feel great energy wise and not fall asleep on the wheel to then be my true presence. I want to be present. I, obviously if you're tired, you're not present. You're focusing on not falling asleep. So, yeah. Like my thing it was like, try, what can I do to be the most present and to engage in conversations with people? And I contributed everything in my morning routine to that, to being present. So what can I do to pull myself fully present? Now, that's why every morning I take showers in the morning now, because mm -hmm. that makes me more alert than if, especially if I'm not going to drink coffee, taking a shower in the morning is like my coffee, mm -hmm. especially a cold shower. I put that in full, like freezing cold for like at least the last the beginning 30 seconds and the last 30 seconds mm -hmm. i put it like lukewarm in the middle just to like set the tone and like you want to wake up put yourself in some cold ass water mm -hmm. you'll wake up real fast <laughs> yeah because I, <clears throat> I always see like post about it like about the the cold showers and stuff like in ice baths like how beneficial it is for you um it was something it wasn't it was something to do with like um 
like lowering your 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 stress levels and and had a whole bunch yeah, of like benefits cortis- to it. I think cortisol, cortisol they call it. Yeah, it was like a whole bunch of like uh benef- health benefits to it. But uh, well, I already take ice baths, but but yeah, that's that's definitely something that 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 can help somebody in the mornings, especially waking you up because you know niggas don't do good with cold. So <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, cold that water hit the back woo! of your neck. Yeah, it's over with. But um, how how has things been? Uh, for you mentally, you know, we talked a, bit, a little bit about, you know, your work and and how you're prepping for work and how, like, you know, you have your routine set in set in stone. How's things been for you mentally, you know, with everything going on, you know, your work, your your family, friends, you know, relationship. How's everything? I'm trying to uh, I'm working on it again, which is a common theme of me doing this is like uh, being thankful for what you have, like not taking things for granted, especially people. Like, that's the one thing I always have to, like, try to go back to is, like, being thankful for the people that I have in my life, whether it's the woman in my life or my family or my friends. I think um, sometimes I'm too focused on, like, my ambitions that it takes me away from being thankful for what I have and always wanting more. Like, I, I, I have a pretty nice car right now, and I still want something newer. But I should really be thankful for what I have and just cherish it and not spend more money or getting a newer car when I don't need it, when the car that I have is perfect and it does a job. Really nice. Yeah, and so, <laughs> like, and I do that with people, too, though. Like, I'll, I'll, I'd ask for something. Like, I want somebody that will motivate me and I can have deep conversations, and then I have that. And then now I want something else within that. And I even with friends and family, like, if I'm not, you know, if there's like trial tribulations at the moment and it's not serving me, I always feel the 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 reason to just leave. Like I just want to end it or get myself. I, I start slowly putting a relationship through turbulence that it gives me an easy way out. So like, oh yeah, like almost um, the, like the relationships ends up slowly drifting apart and I'll just leave. So now I'm like trying to work through things, which I've never done before. Especially like with the women in my life, I never really worked out anything. I think I think I think I tolerated more than I worked it out. Mm-hmm. So I would like either enable a behavior, or they they will enable something in me that I need to work on, and and we're both like making mistakes, and the relationship ends up being longer than it should, and never actually work it out, and actually try to be practical and change. And that's what I'm doing now is like trying to put my you know my right foot forward and. Try to make the correct changes to be a better man, and super easier said than done. Like I don't, I don't have it all figured out, and I never would ever say that because I'm not nowhere near where I want to be. And even then, I'm still gonna have something to improve at that. So I'm never satisfied, exactly. but I am content with who I am though right now. Though, like I, I gotta make sure I say that too. It's like I'm not like um, I'm my biggest critique, but. I don't judge myself as hard, like, because I've got at peace with, I'm exactly where I need to be at this moment, and I know where I want to go, but while going through that process, I want to make sure I don't judge myself to the point that it becomes detrimental, and I take more steps than I need to, or overanalyze and critique myself more, more than I need to, so I'm just happy who I am right now, and who I'm going to be day by day, so... I think I just need to be content, be thankful and grateful for the people I have and don't take them for granted because I think I do that sometimes a little bit too often. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And if you had to put put it on a scale or rate it, 
Uh, what would you rate your your mental your mental health as of right now? Because I know this is something that you know men as a whole do not talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I feel like it's it's something that you know, especially the time that we're in. You know, we're fresh out of COVID. We're fresh out of COVID. You know, getting ready to go back to a lockdown recession. You know, different things going on. You know. There's a lot of things that we kind of bury deep down because we we have to be the leaders and we have to be the strong person in our families or in our own situations. You know what I mean? So when you're that anchor, you know, there's nobody there to pick you up because, you know, you're settling down the ship, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, on a scale of one to ten, like what would you rate yours? Um, the number that comes into mind, I mean, it's hard to like, you know, quantify but and measuring, but I believe I'm like an eight. An eight, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm super up there. I feel like I'm like um, the master of my own fate. So now it's just like get out your own way type thing. Like I like there's no there's nothing that's outside of me that is bothering my mental health. I feel that it's more of me. So it's like as long as I get out my own way and I work through these thoughts and these situations, like I'm gonna be exactly where I want to go. So. Yeah, I think mental health wise, I think I feel great. Like honestly, like I, I feel, um, I feel in tune with myself. Like I, I'm, no, I don't know. Like ever since this journey when I was like 16 to now, it's like everything is like coming together. Especially like the moments recently where like it, I was maybe at a mental health of two to now being at an eight. Like, life is literally, like, ups and downs. Like, it's not just straight a straight shot up and, you know, growth is here and, like, you know, you manifest everything. I think it's a lot of ups and I, That's what I'm saying. I feel like my life is literally, like, I go up, I'm hitting a peak, and I, I hit a downward spiral that feels like I've, like, you know, I'm back to where I first started, where I was hopeless and everything. But then once I make it through that, it's like I excelled even higher than that one peak again. Like... It's weird. It's I feel like every um setback I think it is true. Like, you know, you take two steps back and you take like four steps forward. And I feel like that's so true cuz every single setback that I had throughout this like journey of growth, mental health and, you know, knowing myself and mastering myself, I think I'd take for me, I feel like I take like, you know, what it feels like 50 steps 50 steps back. I feel like I'm taking like a thousand once I come back from that 50 steps. So I think every time, that's why I have the, you know, it shall pass tattooed on me and, and I have, you know, keep going on my bio on Instagram because I feel if you just keep going, especially when times get tough, you end up coming out, you know, stronger than ever. And I think it just shows like within my own personal experience how how important it is to keep going, especially when times aren't looking clear. Facts. And showing your perseverance, mm-hmm. you know, because I've seen it from you know, high school, even high school, how everything was for you all the way up until, you know, I remember right before I left to Lamar, um, you know, when you're coming to the MJC games and then to now, you know, it's just like, it's night and day. You feel what I'm saying? And even though you weren't outward about it, you could see it. Like I could see it in your face, your aura. And I think one of the, I remember when I remember I, I, I was with you, it was just me and you and, we were in Vegas, and 
it was some. It was something about you that I just was like, bro, there's some. I was like, I kept telling you, I was like, bro, it's something about your aura. It's something about you. Seem genuinely happy, bro. You're like genuine. And it was like one of the first times I actually heard you like say, like, yeah, bro, like I really am. Like you're like <laughs> you're like I feel free. <laughs> I feel free. I'm a free man. No, for real. Like you like and and I thought I thought it was it was just dope to see it. Like it 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 made me feel happy. And then you know on top of that you were winning. Um, at the table so it was kind of frustrating me because i was losing all my money but <laughs> right. no nah, it was it was it was definitely definitely dope you know seeing seeing your growth seeing your journey you know mm-hmm. and that you know i want i want everybody i'm around to be on that same thing you know what i mean like even if you know there's people that that are in my my circle and your circle that that i know you know they they could do better for themselves so everybody can always do better for themselves but i just know like if they really put their best foot forward like like they can be on that same journey you know even me like sometimes i'll beat myself up i don't compare to nobody but i just know that i can be at a certain level and i know where i want to get and that motivates me and pushes me to get to that but i just know i have to like i have to work that much harder to be there and i want the same thing for my friends you know not putting the expectation on them or nothing but i want them to be great as well so you know, I, I just love seeing your your journey and you you grinding to be how you were and you know, you know, you're you're a self educator, you know, and you're genuinely living the shit that you're putting out. You feel what I'm saying? And that's that's rare. That's a one percenter. Yeah, you know, I was talking about this with um my lady too on the way back and her mom. I was talking about how everything that I've learned, it all majority, I would say like eighty five percent came from YouTube. Like I know people would look at me like um, the way I talk and the way I speak to people, the way I socialize is like pretty high level. But I learned all that from YouTube. I remember I literally, I I remember being 15 years old, being upset with myself because I couldn't have small talk with people and like at parties or social events or, um, you know, school or or even with a janitor or at a gas station, the same elevator. I didn't know how to have a conversation. And I remember being like 15 years old, like getting tired of it. And I was like, what can I do? And I would YouTube like, oh, how to have um, how to have a long conversation without small talk and like TED Talks and how to communicate and how to breathe while you're speaking, how to listen more than to respond. I just remember searching all this stuff, man, and like seeing myself now. Like, well, But what people see, like they see this confidence, this aura. I'm like, this wasn't always here, though. Like I legit YouTube searched. And not only did I search and gain the knowledge from watching those videos, but then I started doing the work the same day or like the next day I would practice like certain um, points to have conversations, whether it's your job of that person, the career, the books, how they think, their values, their like their car that they drive. Like I would literally search and find out on YouTube how to have those conversations with people to make it like a simple format that caused me less to think and more to be practical in. And I, I, everything, everything about me is like self-made. Like I learned everything from, from people or videos or Google articles. And then, but then also being practical and then creating it within myself. Like, I don't think like, it's kind of, kind of like music. Every time you sample a song, it doesn't ever sound like the original. It sounds like you, sampling that song like so you put your own little sauce to it so everything i've learned i learned from someone else and everything i've said is said from someone else 
And even the greatest philosophers, what they what people will might quote like Albert Einstein and stuff like that, whatever his quotes are, someone else said what he says. So people try to, you know, like, you know, oh, I feel like I'm, you know, copywriting or plagiarism, but it's more for me it's more like, you know, you take from the greats and then you then, you know, put your own twist to it. That's original. That's original. I think everything that has been said has already been said. Everything that has been done has already been done, but in like maybe a smaller um, idea. So now it's like you elevating yourself and you creating. I, you can create yourself. That's literally what I've done with myself. I literally created what people see now. I created this. It's not like I was like born with it. I think I always had something in me, but I had to bring it out by creating myself. And then here I am at this moment now. Exactly, beautiful, and reinventing yourself. It was not. It was you know. It was a grind. Am I right? Mm -hmm. And it was a. It was a journey for you, you know. And if if it was easy, like everybody would be on that same shit. Everybody would be doing that exact same thing, you know. Whether if it's them doing it, it's a weak process for them or whatever it may be. But no, this is like a lifelong journey, you know. And if and the sooner you realize that you know, the path to growth and to being your higher self is not an overnight thing kind of takes that anxiety and stuff out of it yeah you might have anger issues you might have problems with communicating with people who don't have the same beliefs as you or whatever it may be but you know over time you will get better um at whatever you feel like you need to work on so you know uh, it's it's a lifelong grind and that goes with any and everything that you deal with in life yeah I always, I always just have this, like, one thing to say is, like, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, if, if you see anybody looks just like you, like, you can also do what you think is impossible. I think people just, like, you know, get in their own way. That's why that book um, by Russ, the audio, or if you read it, um, All in Your Head, it's a good book. Because it, it really is. You think people are judging you. You think people are, like, critiquing you. And you think people all eyes are on you. Nobody gives a fuck about you, <laughs> like, to be honest, like, long term and fake caring like people don't really care like it's about what you think about yourself that's the biggest thing i think people forget that like it's about what you think about yourself more than it is what other people think about you that's where the power is yeah facts so once you have that anchor of like you know who you are ain't nobody can tell you shit nope. i'm sure nobody can walk up to you and say hey juan like you're 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 kind of annoying like or hey Juan, you're kind of a dick like you know who you are or you're you're a bad person you can't tell you can't tell me that i i have a good foundation of who i am mm -hmm. i'm you know you know i'm a good guy if you know you're a good guy you know how you are like it don't matter how many people come to you and tell you mm -hmm. like you know you you have a, a um you have a good belief in yourself and who you are you know, it can't affect you. It can't affect your internal dialect. Mm, 100%, yeah. I had people tell me, too, it's like, oh, you're oversharing too much. Or or maybe... Uh, oversharing. Oh, yeah, or you talk a lot. You rant. And, like, and like people would tell me, like, um, oh, you, you seem like you're kind of sensitive or you're kind of, you know, emotional. And, like, people would tell me all that stuff, too. Like, you know, they won't say it directly how I say it, but they'll, like, you know, a little gaslight or, like... And I... Like, you can't fool me. Like, I know what you're doing. Like, you're trying to, you know, justify how I am to then uplift you for you not being who you are or who you want to be. Like, you try to belittle somebody to uplift yourself, to justify your failure in life. So, mm -hmm. 
like, you know, some people look at me, I talk confidently in like the meetings or I talk in person or publicly, people will like overhear me or something. And some, it's crazy to like see people within themselves be like the audacity of me being able to talk how I talk and walk how I walk. And, and they, they try to push that onto like the people around them. Like, you know, they'll judge you, you know what I mean? Like to me, I, it, I just have like huge empathy for that person because you know, nobody that's happy in life is going to comment some negative shit on somebody's post or anybody who's happy in life and content and really is like a good, genuine person is not going to, you know, make you feel bad about yourself. At least um, intentionally. Um, yeah. Subconsciously, I, I think people do. I make the mistake, too, of, you know, maybe not being as sensitive to usually like the women in my life or my siblings, too. Not just women, actually. That's not true. But, like, just anybody who means the most to me, I think sometimes I'm, like, not as sensitive as I should be because it means a lot to me. You know, I hate seeing the people I love suffer. So sometimes it comes off, like, too militant sometimes. So I think um, nobody can't tell me nothing that I don't already know about myself. I'm, I'm my biggest critique. So anything you tell me, I've already worked through that thought or even working through that thought right now. And um, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. And, you know, my actions will show. And I back it up with everything I say. So that's why, you know, you have to lead by example. Yeah, facts, facts. And how important is that to lead by example? And, you know, you being the, the oldest of, of 22. 22, <laughs> sort of, yeah, right? How important is that, you know, like when you're making these type of decisions and you're carrying yourself in a certain way, are you doing it in the aspect of, like, you know, your younger brothers, younger siblings are looking up to you. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what keeps me going is like, you know, being vulnerable and like documenting like our process through this, like this um, podcast. I think everything that I say, all my family knows and like my friends know and the closest to uh, people close to me know that I'm legit living what I'm talking about and I'm going through, I'm struggling. I talk about my, um, my uh my weaknesses on the podcast and literally will go after this podcast and go right to work in exactly what i just talked about like not uh i mean taking um not taking people for, for granted and you know having a different perspective on growing with each other and you know be, making growing fun growing doesn't have to be filled with anxiety and especially with like your lover or your friend or your family that you want to help grow you don't have to create this like anxiety tensed um, growth process. You can actually have fun with growing with each other. And like, even like the, what I just said right now, I'm legit living through that. Like everything I talk about, I'm living at this current moment. I might not be talking about this maybe a, a couple years from now, cause I worked through it maybe, but I might be going through now. I'm most likely going to be working through something else a year from now. So I think uh, me leading by example and me being open and honest about it and not giving a flying fuck what anybody has to say about what I'm going through and actually, you know, trying to be a better man. I think that's where the trust relies and my family is going to take my word um, straight to the core because they know I'm coming from a good place and I'm honest and I'm not scared of, you know, I'm not trying to seek validation. I don't move off fear. So I think that right there is what's going to have my words resonate more than the person that talks too much, but doesn't do nothing of what they say. Facts, facts, facts. So when we're on the topic of, uh, so now that we're on the topic of that, um, has there ever been a, a moment in where like, you know, you're trying to set, set that example and you're trying to inspire or motivate 
maybe friend, family, or you know, spouse, and you can't get through, you can't get through to them, or you can't give them that motivation that they need at that time. But you know, everyone's timing is different. But you're trying to motivate them in a way, and it just seems like nothing's not working. How do you maneuver through that? Man, that's my biggest struggle. Um, my thing that I've been working through is uh, like how you just said. It's all about timing. Like you might not have, you might not listen to what I'm saying. That might help you, especially if you're struggling with with it the hundredth time. But it might take the hundredth and one time where now everything just clicks with you with somebody who I'm trying to help. So what I've been doing is um, letting go of expectations and just be consistent with what I'm talking about and leading with example. I feel like, let's say I'm a very calm, relaxed person and I know myself and you know I'm very good with articulating and taking accountability and being calm when times are hectic. And let's say the other person I care about is overly sensitive, super anxious, feels like the world is watching them and they're struggling with something as in you know being composed. If they're coming up to me anxious and, you know, anxiety driven and they're judging themselves and they come up to me and I see that and then I respond with the same energy that they're having, like anxious. I'm anxious because I hate seeing them suffer and I'm judging them. But in reality, I'm really trying to help them. I have the right intentions, but just doing it the wrong way. But if I match their energy, but I yet I want them to be calm and composed and think logically and be rational um i have to reflect that i have to reflect what i want them to be not like i'm trying to make them to be somebody else but you know but like if i see them struggling and they want to be composed i have to reflect that i have to have them see that in me for them to be like oh like that's what i want that i see the way he's responding to me the way he's talking to me i see the composure that's what i want but if i react and talk to them anxious and stuff like that make them more anxiety driven they're not going to see what i want them to see so i think being consistent with that keeping myself composed so they can see it and be consistent with that and not judge them i think and the timing time goes by and then maybe that hundredth and one time everything clicks for them because i've been consistent i think that's when it'll happen but there's no timing for it you can't give a deadline to that so i think the more you're consistent in your word and leading by example and the reflection of what you want them to be they'll naturally get to that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And having a podcast like how we talked about last time to where you're talking about these things and discussing these things that you've been through, your trials and tribulations, like like you said, maybe not the hundredth time, maybe the hundredth and one. Mm-hmm. You know, like they might be watching this five years down the line, four years down the line when they're going through those things and be like, wow, he did this to get through that. Let me go ahead and try this. Let me let me let me actually see what he's really talking about. Hmm, these books that I'm reading, this information that I'm getting from, you know, the internet, maybe maybe some of the things that you've been through and got through, they don't have to go through it because they're like, Okay, I can block out that mentality or how I deal with these things or how I react to these things based off of Juan's experience. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely, you know, beautiful to see and and just thinking back to like, dang, at this time, if I would have had somebody like myself there to inspire me, to motivate me, to, you know, guide me in a certain way, you know, maybe it would have been clutch for you at the time, but it wouldn't have made you who you are today. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, 
like us going through whatever we're going through and getting through it through our own, you know, trials and tribulations, um, it's making us exactly who we are, who we're supposed to be. That's a beautiful way to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, You know, I I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, The most definitely, you know, thankful for, um, you know, all your input and all the, you know, work we've been putting in, you know, definitely, you know, climbing and seeing where where we are um, with all of our social media engagement, you know, people reaching out, saying how much that, you know, the things that you're saying, things that I'm saying is, is, is motivating them, putting them in, you know, a better mindset or they're making changes for their life for the better. It's just, it's, it's, it's a good feeling, you know, because, you know, that I feel like, you know, that's my calling. Um, I feel like that's your calling. You know, we're on that same path um, to doing this. And, you know, you do it through work and through, you know, your family members, siblings, you know, I inspire through, you know, you know, my, my, all my siblings, nieces, nephews, whatever it may be, anybody I come in contact with, mm-hmm. you know, I always try to have something positive to say to somebody or motivating somebody in some way, whether if it's, you know, like physically, you know, mentally, in any way, you know, so it's just beautiful to see us grow and, you know, we're going to continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I appreciate you on belly. Uh, appreciate you guys for tapping in with us, and we'll see you next time on Self Revelations Podcast. Sheesh. Damn.